Hey there. Thank you for joining us for Six Degrees of Study, an uneducational podcast. Today we have Debbie Ballingeri, who is studying languages and linguistics through Charles Darwin University. We want to show you how it's highly likely there's only six degrees of separation between you, the career, and the life you want. This is the Six Degrees Podcast. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Donna. How are you going? I'm really well, but I understand that you're feeling even better because I think you've actually finished <laughs> your studies. Well, it's still a little debatable, but yeah, I'm supposed to be finished, so... I'll just explain that you've got one assessment task that you're waiting on a response to and um, Debbie's not feeling so confident, but I reckon you've nailed it. Yeah, I'm not feeling confident because it's an independent study and so you can't use your typical rubric on it and because I'm sort of going up against the university in what I believe is that them not providing a true equity, equality uh, stream of uh, with neurodivergent people and being able to make that work. And my last study was proving that, that my experience at university and my skills was really put to the test um, to attend university. Yeah. So, so let's wind that all the way back. So you're actually studying, well, you will have your qualification in linguistics? Bachelor of Arts in Languages and Linguistics, yes. Fabulous. Through? Charles Darwin University. Yeah. And <coughs> when did you start this journey with Charles Darwin? How long have you been studying for? I've been studying for two and a half years. Wow. And it was supposed to take three. I just realised that because it's <laughs> like you're actually finished quicker. So we have been seeing a lot of you at Tara University's campus and it's wonderful to have you there because I, I feel that every time you're there you're just really kicking goals and you're doing it so well, doing it quicker, quicker than the three years is amazing. Yeah, and I only come across you this year so I was really – when I found you, I was like really happy to have a place as a neurodiverse person. Doing it at home can be quite hard because it's staying on track. You know, you could go to the bathroom and go, oh, hang on, I'll put that load of washing on. And all of a sudden, everything is distracted from there. So doing it at home during lockdown was incredibly hard. So um, when I found you, I was like so happy to be there and then just stick there and plus the internet is super fast compared to be at home frustrations of um, I don't know how many times I would have put my hand through the laptop because the speed at home was just always dragging uh, just all those those issues that you don't need so I was doing things on I, iPads and phones and laptop just to try and get around it so um, yeah I found it frustrating and the first year I was actually on my dining room table for the first uh, eight nine months because I just couldn't get it into um, my a spare bedroom. So, Wow. Well, I'm so pleased we've been able to help you and I'm, it's just exciting. We've got a few students that are finishing their studies this year. So it's it's a real buzz. It's like I get just as excited as you, I think, but I it's think wonderful. You do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so what, what led you to study linguistics? Well, it's interesting because for forever and a day I have always, because I'm Aboriginal, I'm, I should have said Nayam, Nayam, uh, Bulgari Gumbangira Baran Debiga, which is high, uh, which is high Armani um, Bulgari Gumbangir, and I am f- I'm Ani Deb. So uh, when I was younger, my dad used to talk in tongues when he used to have a few sips, and <laughs> <laughs> and um, but he wouldn't teach us, and he was taught as a young man to speak our language, and of course, as you know, due to colonisation. That was not allowed. So he grew up in a time where um, he would have to run into blackberry bushes to get away from welfare 
So the thought of speaking that language was just not good for his 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 generation of kids, you know. So therefore, people didn't particularly keep the language. Yeah. So it was something that was very sad, and um, I think when I found out that my mob had started language in nineteen, I think it was nineteen ninety nine. I rang them and I said, I want to come and do it. But I was a young 19-year-old girl in uh, Sydney who had bills up over her eyeballs and couldn't take a year off because it was only done in person. I do regret that decision. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But um, so from there it it was like I just left it but I kept getting the dictionaries because it was like, yes, here's our language. I was so excited. And then when I was living here – I moved here 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and I said they started language here and I studied, I, I learnt Gurhang. Uh, I thought I'll enrol so that then I can get the pronunciations and hopefully it will help me look at my language, which it did in, in ways. But the problem with most dictionaries is they're very technical based and unless you know that wording, you don't, you can't break it down. So it's not like picking up an English dictionary that you know and you go, oh, yeah, put this word with this word and this word and this. No. No, even even rule structure of how a uh, structure is set up, like, you know, whether it's um, like we were taught that our languages are sov, subject, object, verb, so that's how you put something in a sentence. So And it's not necessarily the case in other languages and each language is different. So you could have many different languages be different but as long as you've got like the taggings or your, your suffixes, mm-hmm. um, your locatives, things that go on the ends of words, as long as you've got them correct, you can still understand the sentence. But the fact that our brains have colonised us to the way that we see the English language as just the English language and everything else has to be around the English language. So when you pick up another language, you can't really understand it. So you sort of have to take these layers away in your brain. you kind of got to unlearn for a bit. Yeah, you got to do well. Not for a bit. Once you start learning, you got to unlearn a lot. That's the problem with universities. You start to really unlearn lots. Yeah. So when I, you know, when I saw first saw words like knee, n g double i, I'm looking, going, hang on, n g doesn't belong at the beginning of a sentence. And you're mm-hmm. saying, well, does it belong anywhere in a sentence? Can you? N g. N g. In a sentence. Yeah. Anywhere. Is it anywhere in a word? Usually at the end of a, you know, a exactly. writing or a reading or a, not at the beginning. Sing, yeah, exactly. So yeah. you soon learn but you had to get your brain to think and stop and think. See, that was a little bit of uh, air there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was me thinking. <laughs> it was you thinking because all of a sudden you – because you've not seen it at the front so it's mm. like looking at it at the back. Mm. Uh, at the front of a sentence it was like, hmm. So you sort of start to unpack that. Now for me as a neurodivergent it still took me a long time. It's yeah. not easy. Um, and when Jay was teaching me, he was amazing. So when I learnt just a basic katang, it was just really good to be able to sit there and feel proud as an Aboriginal person to have some language. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was in 2016, I think I did that with Jay. Um, and I've always been in the back scenes. So every time Jay had an event, he'd ring me up and said, you've got to come here and do this with me, right, sis? And I'd say... <laughs> Jay, but you know I'm not from here. And he goes, yeah, I know, but I taught you. It's fine, sis. Just sit at the table. You'll be right. You know, <laughs> I, I could imagine pitching Jay doing it to me. He'd make sure I was always there. Yeah. And he would always make sure that I'd say, like, if he'd given a card or something for the kids, he'd tell me what 
tell me the same the name and we talk and from there I've just always loved it and yeah. I started working in different areas and at that same time my cousin the little cow was um, starting to learn our language at TAFE at home. Uh-huh. Now, where, where is home? Two hours north. Two hours north, right. So uh, we're talking about Nimbucca Valley. And so, yeah, she started at TAFE and I was like, again, I can't go up there because I live in Taree and work in Taree, so I can't get up there to learn it. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn it. So then when it came to – and then we would start sharing and then her way she was taught my way was taught was too different because – we get taught differently. Obviously, different teachers have different ways. Yeah. Um, and the way that I got taught, I can't use that same way to teach people because I have to do a special course because of uh, copyright. Right. So I can't do that. So it's um, it was kind of crazy, but like I was always super jealous that she did it, and then and she completed it. What she did? Uh, no, no, no. She was just learning, like just, just learning, learning cert one, right. and then yep. she went on and done. I think cert three or cert four because they change it, you know, like TAFE yes. and places, they sometimes change it. And then um, I said, oh, I can't wait until I can learn the language. And she said to me about three years ago, she said, uh, Deb, you know, I'm at uni and I'm doing a diploma looking to do my bachelor's at Charles Darwin and I'm going up and learning by blocks. And I said, okay. And um, I just lost my job. I was just made redundant. And I was like, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could take some time out. Yeah. You know, I was in front on the mortgage and, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can. She's going, let's do this. Let's 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 go out and um, be the first Gumbangir people with a fully qualified bachelor's, in, bachelor's degree as being a linguist. That's not to say a linguist is just bachelor qualified. I've come back to that. But I thought, well, okay, I looked into it, rang up and then I just I just enrolled. And, yeah, and I got a job a couple of days a week and also helped at another little school and that's where it started from. That's Fabulous. why I'm very passionate about it because I see the kids and this is the funniest thing, two stories in this. I was um, – I'd walk up to all the kids here and I used to say, goodigu, but like I'd say, goodigu, burai. Um, and you just look at their kids' eyes and you, it was like you could almost see their pupils dilate and enlarge and smile as if they knew it. Now, fast forward to two years, two years later, I'm at uni and I'm speaking to Yulungu uh, Annie Joyce, I think it is, Annie Joy, uh, elder, and she was telling me the experience of what they do when they welcome babies to country and give them language when they're born. And she said the same story. Wow. And I'm like, we're talking, you know, Northern Territory and I'm down here yeah. <laughs> in Taree yeah. and I'm like, that really – and I'd never been taught to do that. I never knew that. And, like, it just made me so proud that that's what I was seeing when I was talking to babies and it made them so happy. And it makes them so happy when I talk in language to them. I still don't know all my language because I, because I'm neurodivergent. I can't take <laughs> ideas at once. I really need to get it wrapped around, and so that's why I say some words it took me five years to learn. Yeah, <laughs> and it probably will. But you, the more you do it, the more you get used to it. Mm-hmm. So it's really important. It's 
wonderful. It's, it's wonderful that we've seen so much language here coming into our schools. There's a real, a real sense of pride around it, but it also does build, I guess, that sense of belonging for the students. Like I've been to a few things at the schools now and it just always inspires me about how much of the language you're seeing and I just feel like we really need to get that out further now into into the workplace and into further education institutions. Like you just don't always see it extending on past the the schoolroom. So definitely the training and you know where you're what you're doing and where you're coming from, I think is going to create those future pathways, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's why I'm up on TikTok because um, I'm Ballow Ginger up on TikTok due to the fact that um, I try and encourage kids uh, both. Uh, spiritually, mentally, but also trying to get them to connect to language if they don't have it because there's a lot of culture in language. People don't realise how much culture's in there. And I hear that you've got a pretty good following on TikTok. Yeah, you've got about... Are you allowed to talk mm, about that? I've got about 33,000 people that follow me on TikTok. Um, I think it's most of the mob. <laughs> <laughs> I've also uh, been told that I've encouraged at least at least 20 or 30 people. Like, I mean, that's not big stats, but that's still... A massive for me to have a result for one person, mm-hmm. but thirty or forty actually reconnecting with their language, which is really good. Um, I've had one actually enrol and is at university currently at CDU studying to, uh, to be a linguist. Um, she says that I was a contributor to that, but uh, you know, I think it's just all on her being a language specialist in Wiradjuri. So, yeah. and I try and post up news about all languages that happen around Australia, so that people can see that there's a lot of movement. I also try and advocate and try and encourage people to look at when they want to do donations, because a lot of language centres do not get enough funding from the government. Mm-hmm. So there's always things where they haven't got enough money um, to do things. So you know, when you get asked to bring along a speaker to an event, half the time they do it volunteer as a volunteer. So it's like, you know, if they could be – if their centre could be paid, it actually helps with um, keeping people employed. Yeah. And research to be done because, you know, like it's quite expensive. <laughs> but it's also about building those connections. And, you know, we were talking about the importance of recording language, you know, in situations like this with podcasts. Hopefully it- that's something that you can do. Yeah, it's exactly right. And the other thing is like we were talking yesterday and like when I get up on TikTok lives, we end up having these mad yarns when it's about culture. It usually starts with just something I've got to get off my chest sometimes. And yesterday we had talked about um, – we were talking about like signals, like hand signals, like here I am doing it and no one can see it. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> but like just the different hand signals that uh, for like especially deaf or if you're hunting or things like that back in the day – and this girl, I said to this girl, I was, Jess, I said, um, where did that come from? She goes, that, that's my mob. She said, that's how we talk. And, of course, we were talking about all the fun stuff instead of all the, you know, hey, can you come in? No, it was something else that I probably shouldn't say on this radio. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then she said, no, no one's ever recorded it. So, and it's like, well, that's a different type of language work. Yeah, Which yeah. is, you know, still language, but it's just very different. So now I'm hoping to get in contact with someone to see if he wants to find how we can get a grant to go down and maybe I could be a part of the project to get this recorded. Fantastic. Because I said even if it's for them, like that's what I have to look at because of copyright and because of um, ICIP, which is uh, Intellectual Cultural oh, – what is it? Intellectual. It's virtually to do with like the things that we produce and make because people in the past have, say, for instance, 
as a, ling- a linguist, has taken language, written it down, and of course they've been from overseas and taken it overseas. Mm-hmm. So, and if they die, belongs to the writer, not to the people, not to the creators. So this is where it becomes really complicated. Yeah. Um, so this is why it's really, really important to make sure you've got some agreements in, in, in the first place and abide by community guidelines and rules, what they want to do. Just because somebody says, yes, I'll do it, you, there's still a lot of hurdles you've got to go through to make it right. Well, I'm really looking forward to where your qualifications lead you and, yeah, um, I just, I, like I said, I'm, I'm very excited to know that you're – I reckon you're finished. <laughs> start start cheering now. Um, and congratulations on, on doing that and following, you know, this journey of yours that you've been wanting to do since you were much younger. So well done Absolutely. on doing it. The real real feeling of satisfaction for you, I'm sure. So Yes, when I can finally get that little thing that says I can open it up and go the grade just says Okay, pass. I'll be very happy. <laughs> but right now I'm very stressed because semester two has started and I have no idea whether I have to enrol again. I'm sure you're fine. I think we've said this each time we've opened <sighs> up an assessment mark on screen with you. Debbie, you've gone, oh, I don't know how I'm going to go when we open it up. And oh, gone, oh, I know, but I'm oh, still it's like uh, – <laughs> it's just a holding pattern is what I call it. It's just yeah. holding yeah. and waiting on and then finding out. So there's other things in my life too, so it's not just the one thing. It's there's a lot, so yeah. it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming in today and for sharing this. And I guess if I can get on the TikTok, I'll go and check you out on TikTok. <laughs> Stalker. Stalker. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Six Degrees podcast. This podcast is produced by Upbound Business Consultants and is brought to you by Tari University's campus. Based on the New South Wales Barrington Coast, TUC is a hub for supporting distance education study for university students with campus facilities, mentoring, postgrad career opportunities and more. If you'd like to share your story, you can send us an email at podcast at and let us know your unconventional road to a degree. Until next time.